This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. I have, of course, this is the Stewart's day to be on, Larry and Bobby, and I enjoy them so much because uh, they enjoy being with each other all the time and complimenting and, and just having a big time. I mean, you guys are very fortunate to have that type of relationship. So, uh, Bobby, you're first. You, okay, okay. Okay. Um. I got a text from Mork. She says she's listening. Good morning, Mork. Is Mork from Ork? Mm-hmm. No. No. Mindy. Mi- Mork, Mindy Mork, Fowler. Mi- Mork is, we, we, her name is Mindy, mm-hmm. but she's a friend of ours from way back. Yeah. And that Mork and Mindy was the show that was popular at the time. And yeah. so we just always called her Mork. It doesn't seem to bother her. And um, Sarah Turner, yep. just, you know. Just turned 90. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, she looks like she's 50. She does. She, yeah. Yeah, we, we took a cake up there and celebrated with her while the grandkids were here and had mm-hmm. a good time up at her house. Yeah, just bless her heart. With her. And, of course, and, she cooked chick, fried chicken Oh, for she you. makes the best fried chicken mm. you've ever tasted. And uh, Brad Lamb is always listening. Hadn't heard from him in a while. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've had all of this company coming in from Texas, Oklahoma, and Kentucky yep. during the month of July. And uh, we've been real busy with that. They were a lot of fun. I know. We had a good time. Yeah. Uh, we were exhausted when the kids left, but it's hard keeping up with a four-year-old and a six-year-old. Do you get kind of down when they leave and head back to Oklahoma? Yes, because I know it'll be a long time before I see them again. Because, yeah. you know, that's a long drive. So I invited them back for Thanksgiving. But with school in session and everything, and Miles will be going to a new school. We don't mm-hmm. know the schedule. So, you know, they may or may not get to come back Thanksgiving. We'll see. They're going to a private school, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just starting up. Just yeah. starting up, and I hope, I wish... The South Tulsa Academy, a good start and a continuance because the classes are going to be smaller mm-hmm. and they're going to be dealing with kids that have, they've got enough time in the classes to deal if someone's struggling in one area. Yeah. And that's good. He's going from a classroom with 25 kids to a classroom of about eight. Ooh, that's perfect. I know. I know. So... He needs some special attention in some areas, and they'll be able to give him that help. Yeah. And uh, and I got a box of supplies to send to them because they have a wish list on Amazon since they're just starting up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to help them all we can to get started and be successful. Yeah. And let's see. Uh, we've had some birthdays this past week. Terry and his twin brother, Carrie Lehew, had a birthday. Mm-hmm. My friend Carol Watterson had a birthday. My brother Henry, Archie, had a birthday. And today is David Cates' birthday and Ben Weatherford. We want to wish them a happy birthday today. Wow. Now, uh, that is... Ben Cates' son. Ben Cates' son. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's all I've got. We just want to thank all of our Texas listeners. My son has to listen. Because of his job, he has to listen to the podcast. Yeah. 
and Jan always posts that. And there's Stephanie Doss that listens all the time, and uh, she's a good friend of the family. So, you know, we've got a bunch of people in Texas, Oklahoma, that tune in. and Kentucky. Kentucky. So we're grateful for our listeners near and far. You guys have so many fans. You need to be on five days a week. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and, and I will sit. I will sit at home and and just and, no. enjoying uh, uh, yeah. what's going on. You couldn't no. do that. You couldn't no, do that. We're believe it or not, we are too busy. Even though we're both retired, it seems like. Well, between if we didn't go to the doctors, we probably wouldn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. So you you know. You could be on television, the two of you. It would be kind of like uh, uh, like watching Archie Bunker and uh, on TV. And Edith on, well, t- on JD, TV again. J.D. said it's more like Family Feud. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so funny. You put on a show for everybody wherever you go, and I've never seen anything like it. I mean, y'all are as close as any married couple has ever been. But when y'all get out in the public and get around people like uh, our bunch over at uh, Sylvan Park and things like that, you take over the entire conversations. That bunch at Sylvan Park brings out the best in everybody. Yeah. (laughs) We have a very, I don't know, different crew. Yeah. Anything you want is in that crew. If you want a retired Army Air Force veteran who is highly decorated, we got them. Yeah. Well, name, we got them. Hey, well, name these people. J.D. Kennedy. If you want an idiot that jumped out of airplanes, we've got that too. Who? Mr. Truman Jones. Okay. And, and, and then, who else? Well, then you got a former chairman of the school board, Mr. Terry Hodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a little different in his own way. Yeah. Like most of us, married way up out of his league. Yeah. Oh, but and then you got Joe. Did Higgins. you just hear that, Bobby? Mm-hmm. He said he married way out of his league. Like oh. most of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then you got Joe Liggett, who has an opinion on everything, and yeah. we'll be glad to share it with you. Yes. Uh, David Young, sometimes, when he can get up, he comes. Yeah. And he's no retired assistant principal. Bud Rakes his right hand man for years, uh, and Harry Gills also. Yeah, uh, let's Doctor, see. Doctor Loveless, his son. Oh uh, yeah, Mike Loveless. We we talked about the good doctor this morning, and uh, everybody misses Doctor Fred. I, I miss seeing him on the road when he'd be running yeah. all those miles every yeah. day. Yeah, and, and actually ran in some races when with he, him. He was really good to go to the gym. But he was better at socializing when he got there. But he yeah. and he'd fuss at me and David Young because we wasn't walking 50 miles like he was. Yeah. But his was a lot of socializing. Well, you talking about socializing? He would socialize with you even after you went to sleep when he put you out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then sometimes he would have people to. He told me one time he had more people asking him not to wake me up than he did to wake me up. Now, you thought that was a joke, but it wasn't. I know it. I know that it is, now. That is the best sleep. Oh. oh. I, I, I would absolutely. I wouldn't take any sleeping pills two or three nights before I, I, they put me under because you're right. It was just the best sleep there was. Yeah. And, we, but they had a hard time waking <laughs> me up. We, uh, You had Butch Campbell on the other day talking about being Cates. Uh, you couldn't have picked anybody better yeah at chairman of the city school board and a lot of i was thinking that day when i was listening to bush about how well versed he was in in what he was talking about education Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of people say oh chairman don't school board don't do anything and that might have been true some years ago i know when i was principal at last cassis high school to get you diplomas you had to requisition them from the State Department of Education, send in their grades and stuff, and they'd send them back. Mm-hmm. You had to get three people to sign them. The principal had to sign them. Superintendent of schools had to sign them. And the chairman of the board had to sign them. Mm-hmm. So when you got ready to go, you had to go to the chairman of the board to get your diploma signed. 
the year I'm talking about, Mr. John D. Sanford was chairman of the school board. Mm -hmm. Great guy, Miss Ruby Sanford. And I out there. She was my first grade teacher. That's right. And she, she probably was one of the few that you ever heard of that taught first grade and coached girls basketball. Yeah. But anyway, I had to go out to Mr. John D.'s house to get my diploma signed. And I uh, knocked on the door, and Mr. Ruby said, well, he's down at the barn feeding the chickens. You know, he, they had to form the first chicken house. Yeah. So I went down there, and John D. said, what do you need? I said, I need my diploma signed. He said, I need these chickens fed, too. <laughs> I said, what do you mean, Mr. John D.? He said, get that bucket over and help me from when we get through feeding these chickens, I'll sign the diplomas. So I did. And mm -hmm. uh, that's just the way it was back then. And But that we it worked back then, and it, and it still works today. I'm not too sure he got the best of the deal when you talk about it. You were, he had you actually working out there? I wish he had taken a picture, but. Uh, <laughs> I wish he had too, because I'd love to see that. <clears throat> well, just go, just go on what I tell you. Yeah. Now, did you hear uh, Butch on the radio? You said you heard it on I, the I other I heard day. most of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you like to hear about edu the education that's going on in today's world? Uh, not most of it. Yeah, I, I still think that education can be as good as the administrators want it to be. We get a lot of stuff dropped on us that has no place in education, none whatsoever. And uh, but we're made to teach what they're sending down from Washington it's and dropped Nashville. on us by people who have no clue. Yeah, what education should be. Yeah, uh, and I, I I like to say I go up to the Amish a lot with my buddy Nikki Bowen. Yeah, and uh, their kids go to school till they're 14 year old, mm -hmm. and then they will have learned a trade. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one guy that teaches up there, just one of the individuals will teach every year. And Herman taught last year, and uh, I asked him. I said, "What do you teach, Herman?" He said, "What they need to know." Yeah, and I thought, you know, as simple as they are, they're pretty smart. And uh, his daughter, who's one of about fifteen kids, she weighs your stuff. And is we rye green beans, tomatoes, potatoes, whatever these weighs, and then she'll tell you what you owe her. And I bought my son. It was seventeen twenty-five. Mm -hmm. I gave her a twenty. I thought I'm gonna watch this. She got that. She counted back three quarters. She said that's eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I turned to Nikki's wife and I said, we won't find a nine-year-old in Rutherford County that could do that because they've been taught this other stuff, mm -hmm. you know, about it. You know, they it's, wait it's, for the machine to tell them how much well, change to give back rather than counting it back in their head. Yeah. It's, it's like if you're going from here to the square, you need to get on the mole and go right to the square. But now, this new math would have you going around by Sportscom and out by last gases and come back around through Christiana to get there. About yeah. what it's like. But we're but, not independent anymore. We, no. we uh, depend too much on, on um, all of these cell phones and computers well, and all those other things. We we let the new technology run our lives. Yeah. And and you know it's like I used to tell the other principals. You know I know where all my kids live. Because everybody can't be raised on East Main Street. Mm -hmm. And you see where people are raised, you might think a little bit different about them. Uh, but anyway, that's, it's, you still, you got to teach what they need to know. Yeah. And because uh, everybody, I don't care who you are, everybody has got to live in this cruel world out there. And you need to know how to handle it. Yeah. And I'm afraid we're getting away from that way too much. Well, I was watching, uh, they were talking about moving Nathan Bedford Forest from their burial uh, in, in uh, Shelby County and moving them up to uh, Columbia, and they were uh, repeating supposedly the history of Nathan Bedford Forest. They, they focused on nothing but the negative things, right. and the things that they were saying weren't even true, and and. It, it, we're in a uh, a world right now where um, they want to force all of these things on us that are uh, 
not even in the ballpark, you might say. And it, it's it's I, I got where I won't hardly watch. It. If I could have got to the TV uh, um, uh, remote in time, I would have turned it completely off. It, it just absolutely infuriates me on what they're what they're doing in today's world. But the the education part, I think it bothers a lot of people. I know a lot of the mothers. Um, during the, the COVID virus when they had to take part in teaching with their kids and they saw what was being taught, it, it, it just absolutely shocked them when, the, when they saw what's going on. Well, public schools have shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And, that's, and then they wonder why the private schools are on the upswing. They really are. They are. And, and you know, it, it's nobody's fault except public education doing this stupid stuff yeah and uh but supposedly uh well caught talking to butch there uh it's forced upon them. oh it is but it is. but it's because of the monies uh that they have control over them and and that really doesn't make sense i, well, I don't know why people don't stand up well they are they're sending their kids to private schools now it's uh Catch twenty two, you can't exist without the state's funding. Yeah. So what are you gonna do but teach it? But I, I will say that we have a lot more teachers pulling out and we don't have young people coming in. They're choosing other professions because they disagree with the philosophy yeah. and the curriculum. And I would say a lot of the private school teachers are taking a cut as far as the salaries and, and maybe all the other perks that go along with it. And uh, somewhere along the line, well, they're they've, gain they've got to, to well, be able to see what's well, going on. They're gaining their income through tuitions. Mm -hmm. You know, for smaller classes, the parents are going to have to pay. Yeah. Pay for their children to be taught what they need. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be ready like any private school here in town, look at the tuition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's a catch-22 for us, too. You know, it's pretty special when you have moms and grand-moms uh, uh, and, and dads that can reach out to their children and actually, uh, they can be taught at home. And, and I'm, I do know that there are some groups right here in Rutherford County that uh, uh, they're meeting at uh, others' homes and they're having schools there. And that uh, kind of reminds me, Larry, when you went to school in, in Kentucky, your mom had a one-room schoolhouse for everybody yep. up there in that time. She taught in five different one-room schoolhouses. Yeah. And uh, it was sort of like when they started Oakland and Riverdale. Uh, one of the supervisors that was highly involved in developing those new schools said, mm -hmm. we're going to have a, a new concept in Rutherford County. I said, what's that? He said, open classrooms. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, well, we'll have a big room, won't have any walls, and we'll have about five or six classes going on. I said, that's nothing new. Yeah. I had that in 1948 when I went to a one-room schoolhouse. So that's about as open as you can get. Yeah. But, uh, and it didn't work. They wound up having to put petitions in, and which, you know, anybody should have known that wasn't going to work. Yeah. Uh, it'll work in college, maybe, but uh, I don't know. It's just, but we, you know, we have some good things. I remember Mr. Ed Jordan yep. was one of the best school board members that's well. ever been in Rutherford County. You're they, right. Him and some more school board members, superintendent, took a trip, got invited to Washington, D.C., to talk about education. Mm -hmm. Well, Mr. Ed so impressed them. And somebody said, Mr. Jordan, I said, I'm impressed. said, what is your degree in? Ed said, oh, I milk cows for a living. <laughs> and, <laughs> but he knew what the school system needed, and he worked to see that, that we got it. Yeah. Well, they were so fortunate in Las Casas to have you over there well, as that, a, a teacher and, and a uh, uh, principal. And, and a coach. I mean, uh, um, and I got an X on the coach well, part. I figured but, you would have. Yeah. 
But uh, I've made an administrative decision because of that. That's one of the most popular decisions I've ever made. I fired myself as coach and uh, hired T.L. Hopkins. And the first game he won, and I had not won any of the year before. Mm -hmm. And the old locals that sat over there in the corner, Ben Brown, Fuzz, Neville, and all that bunch, I walked by and I heard somebody say after the game, I knew it was the coach all the time. Well, I said, I've made a popular decision right here. Got rid of that old coach. Yeah, that, that really wasn't a negative thing toward you. It was well, a positive thing. I, I, was, I was very fortunate to have coached some great guys and ladies at Last Cassis, but uh, it was time for me to move on and devote my time to administration. And uh, had uh, had the privilege of eating with the 1972 class last night. And oh, we, wow. We do that the last Tuesday in every month. And we had one boy that wasn't with that class, but he had graduated the year before he came. And I hadn't seen him in 40 years probably. That's a rare it thing is. for you. But see, that bunch has been out. Uh, everybody that I gave a diploma to at Las Casas High School is now on Medicare. So that's that's how long it's been. It's been that takes. That doesn't seem possible. Well, <laughs> it does to them. <laughs> Goodness gracious. He, one of them reminded me of that the first time we met, and I said, Stanley, you know you're right. It, I, I, didn't, I just never thought of it as being that long because I was having so much fun, and they did too. You had a relationship with every kid that went through Las Casas. I tried to know every one of them. Yeah. That makes a big difference in, in the way that they're able to um, take in their education process because – you knew all of their positives and all of their negatives. I think that was important. Uh, I had one girl one time, you know, and, and you know, I I knew what her home life was like, but I just never did pay much attention. And she came to me one day and she said, "The happiest time of my life is the seven hours I'm in school." Oh wow! And I thought, buddy, I tell you what, I'm gonna make it just as enjoyable to you as I possibly can. And mm -hmm. she was one of the best things I've ever had. But she was having a hard time at home. And yeah. uh, she she enjoyed coming to school. Her homework was always perfect because she would do it and then she would do it again and make sure that it was neat and perfect. And so it was, she she needed some love at, at somewhere and she could get it at school and boy, she was happy. It's pretty hard to do in these larger schools now, isn't it? It is. It's so crowded, and and you uh, you you know very little about each each child well, going through there. Part of the problem is people don't stay in one position 36 years like I did. Yeah. Uh, Mr. J. J. Mac Williams at Smyrna High School. He told me when I first started being principal, I was 23, 23 year old. And, of course, I was looking for somebody to talk to, and Mr. Mack was one of the best. And he told me, he said, son, when the school gets so big that the principal don't know every kid in school is too big. Mm -hmm. And and I was lucky that I had most of them's mom and daddy in school because people stayed in last cases. But, uh, and when I retired, I wouldn't, I may not know everyone's name, but I knew who they were. I knew their, uh, you're Paul McKnight's boy, you know, mm -hmm. I knew that. But And they knew I knew that, so it was, it, it made it really enjoyable for me and the kids. You know, when we first started the school resource officer program, uh, I had the opportunity to go in each school and take a look at how everything was proceeding there. And I thought back then, we are so blessed to have the the principals and the teachers that they that we had during that time and I didn't see a whole lot of the negative things coming in the curriculum back then but things have changed so much are we allowing that how in the heck can the people here in our country just reach out and stop some of the things that are being forced on our teachers our principals and our leaders, uh, because uh, when you when you hold the purse strings, you hold everything. Well, they've got you. Yeah, much. it's like Butch said uh, on your show. He yeah, said, you know, we decided we wasn't going to do so and so, and uh, they called the state board and they said that's fine. Said you don't have to do that. However, you will be getting no funding from the state. Well, that there you go. Yeah. If you don't get that, you don't exist. Yeah. So they've they've got you. 
uh, I, the, the precinct of the voting is one way we can help. Uh, the the uh, National Board of Education, they're the ones that need to step up and say, hey, this ain't working. We need to go back, you know, to teach. But somebody controls them. Yeah, well, yeah. It, and and I, the I people think, that we elect yeah. uh, control them. But it's, I think that, you know, contacting your local senators, whoever represents you, uh, I don't think as an individual we have a lot of power. The only power we have is to go through our representatives and our senators and just. But they don't listen. Well, they listen when they get to Washington. They listen to what's going on there. They don't listen here. Well, we've got career politicians now, and and we need common sense people. Yeah. And you know, don't worry about what what's happening in California. That won't work in Tennessee. Yeah. But some some people think just because it's California is the best, and we know better than that. Yeah. Well, no, they're not the best because they're relocating in our area. And trying mm -hmm. to get us to be like the place they left, which don't make sense to me. But uh, it's uh, kids will do what they're supposed to if you will allow them to. Yeah. And, you know, they, it's like cursive writing. Uh, Bobby and I get all bent out of shape because our granddaughter, who's 25-year-old, could not write a check. It's not that she didn't know how. She couldn't write. She never had cursive. And uh, if she was our child at home, we would have taught her how to do cursive, you know. But uh, teachers, teachers don't have time. Well, they don't have time because they got this other crap in there taking up the time that should be devoted to cursive yeah. writing. Uh, multiplication table. You mm -hmm. remember when you had to do your multiplication table? Oh, yes. Oh, God, have a test on them. And if, if you got it, got it all right in two minutes, you got to go out to recess. I missed a lot of recesses. My 12 by 12 was the top of my multiplication. Well, that's how it go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jan, Jan struggled with nine times four. We had a relative from Michigan call her just specifically to say, Jan, what is nine times four? It's or, 36. Even I know that. Uh, I yeah. know, but she had a tough time in the fourth grade with just that one multiplication. Nine wow. times four or four times nine. She could not. And I said, Jan, all of the answers to the nines add up to nine. Yeah. So, you know, it's. we got it, people out there right now saying. Six times three, eighteen, eight, one, nine. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it it, it it stimulates your brain when you have all those memorization type things that we had to go through back in those particular. It when you get a degree from a private school, a lot of the things that they've learned are probably opposite of what they're learning in the public schools and so things like that. So uh, do the universities reach out to private school kids just like they would reach out to public schools? Or uh, is, is there any type of, uh, of um, thing that would block them from no, looking at be. that? And, and I, I think the the private school kids do just as good in college as the other ones. But uh, many there are some better. public school people who will denounce private schools for the simple reason that it's not one of them. Now, I wasn't one of those. I would Sometimes I would encourage a parent, you know, to take your kid to Middle Tennessee Christian School. That's, yeah. that's where they belong. Yeah. And, and it wasn't that I was didn't like Oakland High School because that's where my kids went, but it wasn't right for this particular child. And uh, that's in my opinion. But uh, the, the colleges, uh, you know, I found out real quick when I got my degree in physical education, mm -hmm. uh, they taught us how to teach in a perfect situation. You, take, you teach badminton in this class that you've got 20 kids in. Mm -hmm. Well, at last guess is high school. I had every boy in school in my PE class one time, every girl in another one. And, you know, there would be 60. Well, it's kind of hard to teach badminton to 60 people, but I found out real quick. 
that it's easier for the colleges to teach you how to teach in a perfect situation than it is how to teach in the real world over here because a lot of them hadn't been in the real world in a long time. But uh, I told my soon-to-be granddaughter-in-law when she got her master's in biology and had a 4.0 average, mm -hmm. I said, well, you're lucky you didn't have to take him old hard PE courses like I did. If you did, you'd have been down there about a two like I was. We, we, we want to wish Sydney McElrath a mm -hmm. good week. She's uh, getting her, her room organized at Rock Springs, and she is so excited right for her to start school. her teaching Eighth career. Eighth grade science. Oh, wow. And uh, I remember I hired some teachers. That after, when I finally hired a teacher that was the same age as my son, Mm -hmm. I decided I might be getting too old, but she was, she had her bluff in on most of them. The other half was kind of struck on her because she was pretty, so she never had a problem. Sydney McElrath's going to be like that, and she'll, the biggest mistake a teacher can make is to stop teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, kids pay attention when you're teaching if you'll let them. And, but, you know, somebody messes up, and then you'll all stop teaching and get on them. Well, that's your mistake. So and Sydney, I found that if you're talking to somebody talk in the same voice don't raise your voice because if you do it makes them talk in a higher level if you keep your voice the same level they're going to strain to hear you so they have to shut up to hear you hmm. so you know just use common sense that's all it takes the old saying get closer and quieter is what you're talking about if somebody's talking instead of hollering at them from front of the room if you as you're walking around which you mm -hmm. should be doing just get closer to them and lean down and say quit talking now if you say that in front of the room first thing they're going to say i'm not talking well if they, you get back there by me you say quit talking they'll say i'm not talking well it's just between you and them and going about your business but the teachers will dwell on it way too much and, and i was probably one of them but uh, but she'll do just fine she is a good person and I think she'll do fine. And one thing that I like about South Tulsa University School that mm -hmm. my grandson, great-grandson's going to, they are teaching Christian values. Yeah, Whereas I think that's important. Whereas the public important. schools, it's getting to a point where we can't have the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, we can't have a moment of silence. We can't mention Jesus. And, you know. Uh, Sounds like we need to close them down. Well, uh, well, we we like started it. off every day with the pledge. Yeah, you know, every never day. missed it. Never missed it. When Lamar Alexander was governor, and he had he was one of the few that had no educational background, one of the best we ever had, and he mm -hmm. instituted the moment of silence to start school. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, the press, the newspaper, all they they took it up and they called yeah. me and said, "What do you think about the moment of silence?" I said, "I love it." They said, well, why? And I said, for one minute in, every, in the day, there's nobody misbehaving at last cast of scope. Yeah. And now, uh, uh, before the moment of silence, there's somebody, you could go around, you could find somebody misbehaving, but not during that moment of silence. So it, it can't be bad, uh, but it, too, much, too many things offend people nowadays. They wear their feelings out on their sleeve. You need to just get over it. Well, and admit that this happened in history, it's important, and we're going to teach it. The new generation has a problem picking the right battles. Yeah. Uh, this being offended by everything, I think, is ridiculous. Well, let's don't, let's don't lay all of this on the public schools. I'm like, not. For, I'm I, not. For instance, we were talking about uh, you can't, you can't, you, you can have, teach Bible in the, Christ, in the private school. Mm. You can't in the state school. That's because there's a law that says uh, the difference between uh, separation of state, separation of church and state. Yeah, they but, utilize that law. incorrectly, that's, but well, it's, they don't understand right. it. Though. I don't like driving 30 mile an hour here, too, but that's the law, uh, and that's the way the law states. And you know, you can't you can't force it on somebody. You can uh, you can have it, but you can't make them do it. And uh, we had some that we. During the moment of silence, they didn't want to participate, and they could just, you know, go outside or go mm -hmm. out in the hall, whatever. And that was their belief, so that's fine with me. But, uh, what the hardest thing to do, and you probably know this, is put a beautiful teacher in a classroom. When Kay Woodfin 
Bubba Whipping's wife was teaching in my classroom, my brain froze. Oh, it <laughs> just absolutely froze. You paid attention. But did you, but did you pay attention? Yeah. Yes, but well, I wasn't listening. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised what you'd pick up on. Yeah. We had a school yeah. board member one time that asked me, he said, Stuart, do you have to be pretty to teach at last guesses? I said, no. But you can learn as much from a pretty teacher as you can an ugly teacher. And, and uh, I, uh, this is like this teacher I talked about a while ago. She was pretty, and the boys didn't want her to be mad at them. Yeah. So they behaved. And uh, when I, I, I wasn't going to hire her. I said, I just don't believe you can handle them. Uh, we've got the worst eighth grade we've ever had. She said, put me in charge, and I'll be in charge. It's all right. Well, I put her in charge. About the second week of school, I walked by her door, and she had the Saris in the eighth grade. She had him up against the wall, and she was reading him the right act. <laughs> I just stopped and listened. And she got through. She looked at me. She said, did I leave anything out? I said, no, ma'am. You did a good job. And that old boy, wasn't he wasn't the, the outlaw that he had been being, and I put it that way, because she sure let him have it. You but, know, my favorite teachers were like my mama was they they just uh, for whatever reason they they it was a mirror of my mom every time i would go into the classroom and i loved them so much that uh, you wanted to impress them yeah. you you wanted to make sure that you were uh doing right in their eyes you and, didn't want to embarrass your mom and daddy you know no and, uh, that's that's not true as much anymore. But yeah. Well, I remember most of my teachers were older and yeah. looked looked like my mother, matronly. Mm -hmm. I don't. The youngest teacher I had was a typing teacher, Mr. Neva Pointer. Yes, I loved her. She was pretty. She was the youngest, and she was in her late thirties. Oh yeah, every bit of it. But to us, she was. Now, she we had pretty. a young football, I mean, basketball coach that all the girls fell in love with. Well, he was. Uh, uh, they did here, too, well, Mr. Bob Burkett. <laughs> they had, all the girls loved oh, him. This guy wasn't much older than the seniors, but mm -hmm. he came. We had five coaches one year, th that year, and he came to do his student teaching. And when he did, the principal, who was having to coach the basketball team, said, well, you're also the basketball coach. Mm -hmm. And so he was like. 19 and they were like 18 so mm -hmm. they was all struck on him uh but see girls couldn't play basketball in kentucky back then so the only do they way to now get, huh do they now yeah yeah okay but back then uh if you want to get close to the basketball coach or the basketball team you became a cheerleader hmm. and uh so well, that's we, how they got close well we played indoor kickball in well, the gym yeah. in your bloomers no. <laughs> bloomers. Yeah, that's what girls used to have to wear in PE class. What's a bloomer? Well, well that was a it's long not time. you. You're not that a was a long time ago. That <laughs> was the year of his mother. Yeah. We finally, in my senior year, we finally got to wear blue jeans on Fridays. Friday mm -hmm. was casual day, but we still had to look decent. Yeah. If the principal saw us and then we didn't look nice, even in blue jeans, he called our mom or dad and we went home yeah. and changed clothes. If you had a telephone, if you didn't, they called the next door neighbor. They knew you had to get a hold of your mom and daddy. Yeah. Well, you, your dad is a classic example of what um, needs to be utilized correctly in schools. He, your dad was a brilliant man. He was, he was very gifted in certain areas. He was. And uh, he would travel around the world uh, doing uh, uh, the things that he, he was crafted. And, and he, it, it, God gave him those particular gifts. And, and if the schools would just focus on those particular things, it makes the world a whole lot better. You know, over the years, he only had a fourth grade education. He mm -hmm. had to quit school and work on the farm yeah. for his sister's husband. Mm -hmm. And it was hard work. Mm -hmm. All of us eventually worked for him. And, uh, but then when he grew up and found his job, he, ca he kept 
the timesheets. He had to figure up the timesheets. So, you know, he was self-taught yeah. in many areas. And, uh, you know, it took me a while to realize just how smart he was. Uh, you know, and he, he had his problems. He was never built up by the family and yeah. praised when he should have been. He was kind of an outcast. And... But they, if they needed him other oh, countries, yeah. the the company oh. would send him there. Oh yeah. Well, if his family needed him, uh, they would prey on him, mm -hmm. you know, and and you know mistreat him and shame him. And yeah. It's, I never had no time for his family, uh, none whatsoever, because of the way. And that was before I even knew her. Yeah. Uh, way he, the way they treated him. But anyway, this was back in the. Between 1955 and 59, that he traveled overseas mm -hmm. to Argentina and Venezuela, and nobody in our community can say they had been over there. They would actually uh, fly him to those places, oh, yeah. wouldn't they? The whole crew. Yeah. They would fly the whole crew and pay for their airfare. Of course, back then, you know. There weren't that many TSA reg regulations. Mm -hmm. He came home one time with a bedspread made out of a llama skin, which you probably couldn't get out of the country now. And one time he came home with two parrots riding on the seat <laughs> beside him. And those parrots hung around these workers, so their language was I real was colorful. Say, I bet that was something. <laughs> hey, and you, you could understand real them. Real colorful. Just as plain as if, if you were talking to a human, I'd go over and they'd say, Henry, be calling Henry the, he, or Bobby Joe. You know, this plane. And, say, and then they'd fly into a cussing mode, and her mama would throw a sheet over the cage, and that'd shut them up. He would say, he would say, she would say, Where's Bobby Joe? And he would say, Bobby Joe's gone to school. <laughs> you got to be kidding. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Well, they were neat. Well, were neat. the boy parrot, Dad got him from a pet store in Trinidad. Mm -hmm. The girl parrot came out of the, young, uh, the jungle, mm -hmm. and she looked real rough, you know, her feathers from living in the jungle. She didn't speak, but, boy, he had a vocabulary that wouldn't quit. Mm -mm. Would she listen to him? Oh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> yeah. listened when, when he talked. But they Except didn't. the preacher. And when the preacher would stop by, the sheet would be over the cage. <laughs> he didn't get to know the preacher. You guys didn't live dangerous enough, did you? No, we didn't. We didn't take no chances. <laughs> but it was, a, you know, it was a hard life mm -hmm. for all of our family. Hard life. But, my gosh, we learned so much. All of you were just very bright. I mean, you we you really lot, were. And we're very, all very close. Yeah. All very close and uh, can't go long without getting together and seeing each other. We had a family reunion on June 26th, and it was wonderful. All of us got there except one girl. Oh. She couldn't make it, but. Because she had just spent a week or two in Florida. Yeah, and she, she couldn't, couldn't take any more time off. But, so. And the, the family lives close to the casino, which makes it more important to get together. <laughs> I'm kind of shocked about that for some reason. Me too. That, uh, well, now, we went home before that casino was ever located where it was located. Yeah. I just want to point that out. That's not the – that is a convenience – for us to stay and as we get older and not inconvenience family members staying with them. Mm -hmm. That's what we're that's our story and we're sticking to it. Well, you don't really care too much about casinos, do you, Bobby? Nah. <laughs> you take it or leave it. As long as she goes about once a month, she don't have a problem. <laughs> See, Jake and I went to uh, Las Vegas, and of course, I I don't know anything about betting and the and all the little one arm bandits or whatever you call them. <laughs> and and uh, I, I found it fascinating that uh, the largest group of people that would be in those casinos would be people our age. I mean, we're talking about sixty well, and it's, over. It's entertainment. Yeah. I mean, you can you can lose the farm if you want to. But it's entertainment, and 
during the pandemic, when they were closed and to so many restrictions, um, I bought $2 scratch-off tickets. And, you know, I won $1,000. Yeah. We don't count our losses. <laughs> I don't. No. No, that's a downer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in, in some ways, in some ways, you're you're giving monies to education that's and, exactly. and we're, things we're like that. We're putting kids through college in Illinois, <laughs> yeah. almost, uh, Indiana, and everywhere. Uh, and I found out on this trip that sometimes you're better off not winning because I won. I was up fifty cents. I started with a hundred, and when I cashed out, I had a hundred dollars and fifty cents. So I'm up fifty cents. Yeah. The next morning at breakfast, it was declared that since I was the big winner, I would buy breakfast. Well, that was fifty dollars. So now I'm just down forty-nine fifty. <laughs> Before we left, this one over here said, "Well, if you loan me a hundred dollars, I'd go back in there and play some more." And Jan said, "Me too." So now I'm down. $249 and a half. <laughs> and if I'd have been a loser, I wouldn't have Well, but they, they see, tell us to do something. But yeah, I, we got to take a break. They don't want to promote Yeah, yeah go ahead and say something, Bobby. I, something. I paid him back the next morning because I had $100 hid in my wallet. Oh. Which meant that she fibbed to me when she said she was broke. But y'all have different accounts anyway. Uh, that's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. You don't have hot dogs or apple pie or no Chevrolet to drive, but we have some hickory smoke wings you're just dying to try. You'll try them, you'll like them, you'll give some to a friend. So on a dare, just stop on by and bring in a friend. Slick Pig Barbecue, 1920 East Main. Del Wamsley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listen to my show, the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Catch the Del Wamsley Radio Show Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, here on News Radio WGNS. Hey, gentlemen, it's Scott. Make your health a priority with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center. You know, they exclusively specialize in men's wellness, and they follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. And they are one of the leading men's medical providers in the entire country. Low T Center has literally reinvented the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone. It all starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment so you know all of the numbers important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, notice weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $135 a month, self-pay, or covered by most health insurance. Book your annual wellness exam today. Go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The new school year is about to begin, and schools around the state are preparing to keep COVID-19 out of the classroom. The janitorial staff for the Rutherford County School System is said to be well stocked with cleaning supplies. And the big question for Rutherford County Schools is, will students have to be masked or unmasked this year? County Schools Director Bill Spurlock says, Masks will be optional for both our staff and our students. We will maintain social distancing as best as possible. And Communications Director James Evans says COVID information will be updated daily. Murfreesboro police warn of a pickpocketing ring of three who are believed to have hit an old Fort Parkway retailer. Detectives need help identifying the people involved in the pickpocketing and fraudulent use of credit card case. 
Victim purchased an air conditioning unit from Lowe's on July 21st, and as he was loading it into his car, somebody bumped into him and stole his wallet. The victim would later observe fraudulent purchases on his debit card, credit card, and Home Depot account for more than $500. Three men were captured on surveillance video using the Home Depot card, but after they left the store, they hadn't been seen since. A semi ran off I-24 Tuesday at the 90-mile marker between Buchanan Road and Beach Grove in the westbound lane, and the tractor jackknifed with the trailer. Traffic was slowed to one lane for a period of time while first responders got information and cleared the scene. The Tennessee Highway Patrol is in charge of investigating the incident. Socialize with us on social media. Log on to Facebook.com slash WGNS Radio and click the like button or follow us on Twitter at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Sometimes the world can seem a cold place, so we got to bring the warmth to it. Sometimes the world can seem a broken place, so we got to strive to fix it. At the end of the day, we are empowered to create the world we want to live in. So we prepare for the worst, but we must always, always expect the best. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. Sometimes the world can seem a cold place, so we gotta bring the warmth to it. Sometimes the world can seem a broken place, so we gotta strive to fix it. At the end of the day, we are empowered to create the world we wanna live in. So we prepare for the worst, but we must always, always expect the best. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the upper 90s. Winds out of the northeast to 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 70. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 74. Classic kid movies are back this summer at Premier 6 on Broad in Jackson Heights. $5 tickets include admission, drink, popcorn, and candy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for classic kid movies all summer. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back. Uh, Bobby has uh, taken off, and she's running the errand, so Larry and I are still here. She's going to pick up our sweet Addie Bell. Uh, she was in camp last week at Riverdale. We'll find out all about it today. She really had a good time. That's going to be special. Oh. Uh, you know, we've been down in education, rightfully so, but every once in a while, you need to compliment somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, superintendent of schools don't get near as much credit as they deserve, nor near as much money as they deserve. Yeah. But Bill Spurlock. Doing a great job. He is doing a great job. And, and ever since, oh, in the 70s, mm-hmm. I suggested that we have a, a county athletic director. Mm-hmm. And and I, I even suggested that it be Ray Hughes because he could take care. Well, that that didn't float. Yeah. Well, now we've had a part-time uh, athletic director, Tim Tack, did a great job. But yeah. That, that gone full-time now, and Bill Spurlock has hired Chris Harris. Now, not only was Chris Harris a great basketball player at MTSU, they call him the Cat Killer because he was on the team that beat Kentucky. He's a great guy and a great teacher my grandson when he was at Siegel he got Mr. Harris for history mm-hmm. he didn't care a thing about history until he got in Chris Harris's class and then he would come out to our house and say Papa will you take me out to the battlefield I just want to see what's going on Chris Harris did that for him and now he's the uh, county athletic director and uh, this county will be a lot better off 
because of Chris Harris. Great guy. And uh, Mr. Spurlock has hired LaDonna Bell, an old Las Casas girl, to come and work in the central office. And uh, I hate that because my Eddie Bell thought Miss Bell was the grandest person. That she took care of Eddie. But she'll do a great job at the Board of Education. And Mr. Spurlock is using what we call, talked about a while ago, called common sense. Yeah. And, and he is, you're right, he has done a super job. And I've had uh, Bill on the show a number of times, and every time I, I have been so impressed yeah. w with the knowledge and how he reaches out to uh, things well beyond what the normal classroom would be. Well, and we, I'm, I'm we, excited about we've it. we talked about, you know, uh, the city school superintendent. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people was probably for somebody else, but they made a great hire in Dr. Duke. And uh, so did the Rutherford County Board of Education when they hired Beryl Spurlock. Yes. And uh, we got to give our buddy Terry Hodge a lot of credit on that hire because he was he was for Spurlock. And he you just made Terry Hodge's day. Yeah, well, I you made I it. You been. made his whole month. He deserves a compliment every, yeah. every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. He liked me, but not at the breakfast table at Sylvan yeah. Park. Everybody talks about how great your wife is. Yeah, and don't Hodge and I get very little recognition. I've got to mention something. Do uh, my cousin uh, Angie Kleino, uh, uh, Angie McFarland Kleino is opening up the blueberry patch on Friday, this Friday, and it starts at 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and it's going to be Friday and Saturday. So if you got a pail, bring, bring it, but uh, you're welcome to come out. And uh, it's on West Gum Road, and it's 5942 West Gum Road, and uh, that's where the farm is. It's one of the prettiest farms in Rutherford County, but you can go out and just thoroughly enjoy your day over there because uh, Jackie and I used to go over there quite a bit. Jackie would help uh, Angie with some of the uh, making sure that it was clean and cut and stuff like that. And actually, she has, I'm not hired, I have been told to be out there Friday uh, or actually Saturday morning to uh, collect the monies and things like that and talk to all the people that are going to be out there. So I'm going to enjoy the day. Well, I'm going to really have a good time out there Saturday morning. But it, it, it's Friday and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And if you want the most delicious blueberries in the world, she has them out there. And it, it's a great crop this year she says and, and and the birds haven't eaten it up like yeah. they have in years past. I had past. problems with that in my Sydney our soon-to-be granddaughter-in-law when they bought at their house she wanted to have some flowers and stuff and so mm -hmm. we we helped Louis she planted a, a blueberry bush. Wow. She was so excited she sent a picture she had one blueberry on her vine this year and she was excited to death and I thought boy if she'd have had a crop like your cousin I don't know if we could have held her down or not. But was it the birds that did it? Nah, I don't know. It just they only, it only had one. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't know. But she's excited. How could you only have one blueberry? I do not know. I do not know, but I saw the picture. Yeah. And uh, she's, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know how to grow them. I grew some blackberries one time. And birds got all them squirrels. Now, it's funny to me, my tame blackberries, they'd eat them, and there's wild ones right beside them. They wouldn't bother them. The blackberries? Uh huh. The only thing about blackberries is there's always chiggers oh, around. Yeah. Well, that's why those things will eat you alive. A rag around your ankles. Yeah, but we, we uh, my grandmother uh, would put us in a bathtub after we picked oh, yeah. uh, blackberries, yeah. and it was the the um, lotion. It wasn't a lotion. It was something you pour into the and the uh, tub would turn blue, and it would completely take every one of those chiggers out of your body. It was unbelievable. Uh, it, the Watkins man would sell them. Do you remember the oh, Watkins yes, man? Uh, yes, sir. We couldn't wait for him to come by and get some Watkins liniment, black pepper. Yeah. And just anything you needed, the Watkins man had it. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned Bill Spurlock a minute ago. And we maybe... There's a lot of 
pressure on superintendents in today's world having to deal with things that are forced upon them. And, and there's so many things happening like that in our country, and I think that we need to, to tip our hat off to people like Bill who are put in those situations that they're, they're fighting for the things that need to be in our schools like they used to be in, in uh, patriotic-type uh, things and, and the love of country and yeah. instead of all these negative things. And, and uh, we need to support those we people. Do. We really we do. do. Uh, we ate breakfast this morning with an old Las Casas graduate, and I, I, I was mentioning the fact that I was so unfortunate to not be a year older because I would have had him in school. Mm. And then he mentioned that. He said, well, one you would really be happy to have had was Don Oldham. Don yeah. Oldham was, I missed yeah. Don Oldham by one year, and, and you talk about a great superintendent. Common sense man, level-headed, never raised his voice, but I know when he first started, we'd always had some controversy at every school board meeting. Well, mm -hmm. Don would meet with these people before the meeting and get it solved, and then we didn't get all that bad publicity. Well, that seems like to me like it would be the thing to do. And, and Don did what was good for education. I'm just sorry that I missed him having him in school and t being the principal under his leadership. You had a, gay, a really, really great relationship with the parents in Las Cassie. Well, that comes from being in the place for 36 years and have had them as students. Yeah. And then yeah, I was starting my third generation when I retired. I had a kid that I had had their grandmama and their granddad, and grand, grandmama and their mama. Did you ever have a student that did not pass and get their diploma? Oh, yeah. Ever? Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but about two or three, but uh, well, some of them would quit, and uh, or some of them would just come and not do anything. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, you had them. Did you did you talk to the parents and and try to work something out? Because I, I, I can't see any student not being able to receive their uh, certificate in under your tutelage. I just well, can't see it. It was very difficult, and but the kids had had to do a little something. Mom and Daddy couldn't do it all, mm -hmm. and uh, but uh, and you know, like I said, out of hell, out of thirty six years. I wouldn't think there'd been over three or four. Yeah. Uh, but you know, back then, you could help a kid if they'd let you. Mm -hmm. And uh, but sometimes they just would not let you, and and then you had they had to suffer the consequences. But it's uh, it was very difficult uh, to flunk it, it, under my, especially if I was a teacher. It just didn't happen. I wouldn't let it happen. And I had, that was back before special ed. Yeah. Uh, every kid that came to school when I was teaching eighth grade math, which I loved, they they were in my class for math, you know. Now, they may not could do as good as Vivian Alexander or Philip Dye could do, but they could, they could do enough to satisfy me that they deserved credit. Yeah. And it, it was fun to me to teach those kind of kids because when a kid finally it lets something sink in and gets the concept, mm -hmm. you just see their face light up. And, and I loved watching that. And, uh, you know, some of them, uh, they, they couldn't do as much as others, but I didn't require them to do as much. You know, just do what you can. Do as best you can. That's all you can expect. I bet all those kids to, uh, would give you a hug. I had about ten after the year was over. Had about ten of them last night, out of the seventy-two class, which was the last one. And uh, some people say, "Was it the best one?" I said, "Well, it was the biggest one that we had ever had." Mm -hmm. And uh, but it, they were some really good students in that last class. And then the next year, they had to go on to Oakland, and some of them uh, just couldn't make it. Uh, we had a lot to go to Auburn Town yeah. when they consolidated because they just this couldn't function, and uh, and then we had some to go to Holloway, and uh, you know I don't care what you say, uh, Holloway High School is a great addition to this community, and it started uh, when I was still principal, and and I supported it, 
and uh, the, the girls get pregnant and uh, they can still go to school. They can take their child with for child care over there. Yeah. Well, what's bad about it? But we had some people that uh, thought that we were just uh, encouraging them to have sex. Well, I said they don't need to be any encouragement. But what we need to do is after they do make that mistake, we need to help them. Yeah. And uh, that has happened. Yeah. And I remember um, our, our little Addie, she was at church with us. It's been some time ago. And uh, her teacher uh, saw her sitting back there with us. And she immediately ran back there and and got a hold of Addie. And they went back to the back row. And they sat back there and had the best time. And you, you think about those type of people that we are yeah. so blessed to have in our school Kids system. Kids need that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our, I told you our Addie has been camp for the for special needs kids in mm -hmm. Riverdale. And her and her mama and little brother, they go camping some. So mm -hmm. Addie was a little confused. She thought she was supposed to pack a bag that first day because she thought she'd go stay all night. Well, we got, got but Susie got her through that. But she, she loves going to school, and, buddy, that's yeah. important for those kind of kids to, to really enjoy it and yeah. get something out of it. That is special. Thanks, Larry. That's I thoroughly enjoyed. We too. Me yeah, too. It's a lot of fun, and, and uh, I appreciate all that you've done for our community, especially well, last cases, but they're really the entire. They've done more for me than I'd ever do for them, I'll tell you that. It does make your heart beat a little bit better, doesn't it? It does. It does. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.